Beitza, Perik Beis, Mishnah Zion, 2-7. And now the Mishnah has another three shitas of Rabban Gamliel, where he argued with the Chachamim, but here he's going Lakula, he has lenient opinions. Again, all three of these um, issues are those which are relevant to Yom Tov, hence here in Mesechah's Beitza. It says, Afu Omer Shlosh Devarim Lahakel. He, Rabban Gamliel, also had um, three opinions that were lenient relative to the shita of Chachamim. Firstly, he said, Mechabdin ben hamitos. One is permitted to sweep the floor between the couches on which people eat. In the time of the Mishnah, they would not eat on chairs at a table, but rather um, reclining on couches. The word mito, although in modern Hebrew, means a bed. Here it's referring to the, like the kind of like a chaise longs when they're going to sit on while they eat. And like in the Pesach Seder, we eat the Haseba in reclining fashion, so that's they did it back then. Now, the rule is normally that one may not sweep a floor on Shabbos or Yom Tov. And the reason why is because the floors they had in mind were dirt floors, and dirt floors are liable to get you know divots and holes in them. And then if one would sweep the floor, he would push sand into the divot, filling up the hole, and that would be a violation of the Malach of Bona, of construction. And in truth, there's no real minimum when it comes to bona. There's no minimum amount. If you're fixing up a construction of a of a structure that's attached to the ground, like the floor of a building, so if you fill in a hole, that's considered to be a bona fide positive constructive act called bona, and one would be liable. Now, the truth is, if one's not intending to fill holes, he's just sleeping the floor, so then he wouldn't be liable. Um, but it still would be forbidden, and the reason why is because even though it's something that's called a davar shenamus kaven, person not intending to fill any holes, and there's leniency there, but since it's effectively a, what's called a psik reisha, it's inevitable that the hole be filled with the dirt if there's a hole there, so therefore it remains forbidden. Now here we're saying that Rabbi Gamliel held, notwithstanding what we just said, on Yom Tov, not on Shabbos, which is more strict, but on Yom Tov, which is more lenient, one may sweep up the food that might be there between two of the couches on which people ate on. The reason why is because the food gets there, it's not nice. And since, A, it's a very narrow space between the two couches and therefore unlikely to have any divots in the ground, and moreover, it's the kind of place which is swept, says the Miri, every, every time you eat, right? You're not going to leave food from meal to meal, so it's regularly swept, small place. Therefore, it's simply not likely to have any holes there. And therefore, Roman Gamliel was lenient on Yom Tov. But the rabbis going to be strict. The Chacham said no. Um, even if it's true that it's super unlikely to have any holes over there, if people start sweeping, you know, on the ground, which is made out of dirt, between the beds, they'll come to do it elsewhere in the room, and they could come actually ultimately to be Mishava Gumos to fill in holes, and therefore it's going to be forbidden. Halach um, Lamaisa, by the way, the it remains that one cannot sweep the floor. Um, there are shitas, but the halacha bottom line is if you live in a place where the floor is not usually dirt, but rather it's, you know, paved, tiled, um, finished ground like we have in our homes today. So then it becomes permitted according to everybody. So that would be the din you're allowed to sweep the floor today on Shabbos and Yantub, but not if it's a dirt floor. Secondly, it says, Umanichen esa mugmar It's permitted to place mugmar incense. These are the spices that would burn you to put the mugmar um, on a coal, a glowing coal. The glowing coal would be hot. It would cause the incense to smoke, and that would make a pleasant aroma, remove bad smells. In the room, they were accustomed to do that at the end of a meal, um, and Rabbi Gamliel says it's permitted to do so on Yom Tov. Now, the truth is, there are some problems potentially with burning incense, um, at least in really two different areas. The first is the malach of mavir, of kindling and making of a fire, because you're burning this 
tree sap or whatever, or, or uh, you know, herbs, whatever they are. Um, there's also the issue of machaba. You're sort of extinguishing the glowing coals on which you're placing the incense. So those are problems. Um, but Rabbi Galil says they may be problems, but there's a general rule, as you've seen already here numerous times in Beitza, that um, there is this issue of ochel nefesh, one is permitted to do things for the sake of ochel nefesh, and uh, there are different mafarshim. Some learn this, that he holds that smelling is essentially equivalent to eating, and therefore it's permitted to do. And others learn it's not actually exactly permitted because it's like eating, it's still smelling, but still this principle of matoch kicks in, that since it's permitted to cook things for eating, it's c- cooking things for smelling is also permitted. The rabbis, however, reject his opinion, and they say one may not burn incense on Yom Tov. It's really not Shabbos. And the reason why is because um, burning the incense is not something which is shavu l'chol nefesh. The Pasuk, the verse says, ach asher ye'acha l'chol nefesh hu levado things that are um, eaten for everybody, kol l'chol nefesh, everybody. Um, that alone may be done. And the rabbis say, burning incense isn't the kind of thing that everyone does. It's just for, you know, rich, indulgent people or people who have, no, I don't know, um, smelly people. But normal people don't regularly burn incense, and therefore it's not the kind of thing which is permitted to do on Yom Tov, say the rabbis, and that would be the halacha. And finally, v'osin gedi mekulas b'leli p'sachim. He permitted the roasting of a goat or a sheep on a spit on Pesach in the way that one does the Korban Pesach. Um, specifically, Mukulas. Mukulas, the Pashab Shat Mukulas, the Tup Shatam really. Mukulas, it's referring to the fact that after, when, after one slaughters the Korban Pesach, he has to take out um, its intestines to clean them, so there shouldn't be you know, any fecal matter or whatever inside the offering. And then, since the whole thing has to be roasted, um, those intestines are put, the innards are put like on the spit also, on like above the head, if you will, of the goat or sheep. And the same goes for like the, the legs. The bottom legs are cut off and then sort of also like put on the spit above the head. So mukulas um, either means like kind of like um, referring to a helmet, like almost like, you know, a helmet wearing animal adorning its head because that's where the innards and the legs are going. Others say it's mukulas from kilos means like sort of praise, like the praised, you know, praiseworthy, adorned animal because it has, you know, done in this nice way. Um, so he holds that's permitted and okay. The reason why is because he's just not concerned that people will think, oh, this is really actually a Korban Pesach and it's permitted to slaughter a Korban Pesach and eat it even though there's, there's no base of Mikdash. Um, he wasn't concerned with that, therefore he permitted it. The rabbi said, no, people will think you're allowed to Shech Korbanos, even without a base of and eat them, no way. And therefore, they said, when you roast your Korban Pesach, nowadays, meaning after the base of is no longer standing, um, you can't do it in the exact fashion, the Mukulas faction, that the normal Korban Pesach is roasted. Now, this mission is all working on the assumption that roasting meat for the Pesach, Seder, let's call it, is permitted. Um, the Gemara brings that there are many places where uh, the custom is to not eat any kind of roasted meats, really is an extension of this principle, so people shouldn't think it's like a Korban Pesach, and that is the custom that Shulchanach brings in many communities, essentially, as far as I know, all communities today, um, are not eating roasted meat of any kind, so certainly there's no, this wouldn't get off the ground nowadays. So in all three of those scenarios, the Mishnah says, Osram, the rabbis forbade these things, they forbade sweeping between the beds, even on Yom Tov, they forbade burning incense on Yom Tov, and they forbade 
roasting a sheep or goat on Pesach in the Mukulas way um, for the reasons that I explained before.